about of David, of King David. And uh, it, very, it notes very specifically that Joseph was of the house of David. He was of the lineage of the house of David. And then uh, when the angel appears to Mary, he says to her that uh, concerning her child, concerning the Messiah, the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. Now, um, this is uh, something that um, is, it ties into what's called the O Antiphons. Now, um, we're in a really neat time of the year right now because we're in a countdown to Christmas. And the way that the liturgy does this countdown is it has what's called the O Antiphons. And so there are, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven, of course, very biblical number. There's seven O Antiphons. And um, the Antiphon is uh, the uh, kind of like the, the phrase that comes right before the Magnificat, okay, Mary's famous praise to God, that comes in the evening service. Now, we, it, it's kind of tough for your average Catholic to relate to this because um, when Catholics think of the liturgy, they think of the Mass. But the Mass, any given daily Mass, is really only like one-eighth of the Church's daily liturgy. There's seven other parts to the daily liturgy all throughout the day. Okay, So it's quite extensive. It's just we're, we're only... You know, your average Catholic is only exposed to a very small element of it. But there's um, there's lauds and there's vespers in the evening and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, it's very rare to see these things actually done in a public manner. Uh, but it's part of the priest's obligation to recite these parts of the liturgy all throughout the day. And so that's part of what the priests and monks do. Um, so in the in the evening liturgy, okay, the what's called vespers... Uh, every Vespers, Mary's famous Magnificat is chanted or recited. And before that, for these seven days, you have what are called the O Antiphons. Okay? And so uh, there's seven of them, and uh, they start on December 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21, 22, 23. So for these seven days leading up to Christmas, you've got these Antiphons. Uh, and they're very, very beautiful. Um there's a lot to them, you know, really I could give probably multiple homilies on each one because they're so rich, but they do appear in the Mass in the Alleluia verse, in the Gospel verse, the verse that if we were to sing the Alleluia before the Gospel, we have that little section where we say a particular line, and so they show up there. So today it says, O Key of David, O Key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, Come and free the prisoners of darkness. So Jesus is referred to as the key of David. Now these O antiphons, I think, are known popularly uh, in O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is essentially, it takes the seven O antiphons and it makes verses out of them and then we sing them. So if we went through each one of the lines of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we would see each one of these O antiphons. Christ is referred to with these different Old Testament prophetic titles all throughout the Old Antiphons. So in the first one, he's called Wisdom. That's for December 17th. For December 18th, he's called O Adonai. Again, it's a lot really to talk about. I can't explain all that. They're, they're very, very rich, very, very deep. The 19th, he's called the Root of Jesse. Um, in the 20th, which is today, he's called the Key of David. Tomorrow, 
he is the Orient. Okay? And then uh, Thursday, he's called King of the Gentiles. <clears throat> and then Friday, which is the final one, he's called Emmanuel. And uh, what's really neat is when you take these titles of Christ and you line them up, back, and you read the first letter of them backwards, it forms an acronym in Latin. And in the Latin, it says, Arrow Cross, which is, I will be there tomorrow. Okay, so it's, honestly, this is like you could write books and books and books upon these. The O antiphons, they're so rich, there's so much to them. Um, but it's a beautiful part of our liturgy uh, that it would be nice if somehow, you know, as the years roll on, I'm able to expose the, the parish to these O antiphons. But today, we know Christ is the key of David. And um, just a little meditation for us to take away with here. The key of David, Christ enters into our lives uh, in the deepest manner, in the deepest way. He has access to the very innermost recesses of our being. And when the grace of Christ moves us, it moves our will and our mind. It moves who we are at the deepest, most spiritual essence of the core of our soul. Uh, and that's completely different than how, and I've mentioned this before, when we receive temptations from the devil, they're external. The devil has no power over our will or over our intellect. Uh, he has power over, um, he has some influence over the lower material part of our being, of our imagination and our senses and our emotions. But he doesn't have access to our will and to our intellect. And that's where the virtues of faith, hope, and charity reside, that's where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And that's the, the place from which God's grace moves us. And Christ, he is the key of David. He is the key that unlocks, it penetrates right into the depths of our being and un unlocks us and sets us free. If there's anybody who you say, you know, I would, I would like them to be converted, but, you know, it doesn't look probable, okay, Jesus is the key of David. He has access to the innermost recesses of the human heart. And he can move us to repentance. He and only he can move us to repentance. So we pray for ourselves for our own conversion. And we also have great uh, confidence that he, the key of David, can unlock the hearts of those for whom we're praying for conversion.